1: 971 FM Talk Podcast. This hour of the Mark Reardon Show is sponsored by Gamma Tree Experts. Your trees deserve the best care. Call Gamma Tree Experts.
2: I would say and i think that i'm going to have some agreement in the room on this that the only thing better than um friday heading into a weekend is heading into a three-day weekend we have uh fred you're not working on monday are you no not here all right well i'll work from home oh i'll book things from home but i mean you can't like take the, the you've been traveling like a madman you can't take the day off i'm off next friday and next Monday. Okay, now this is fascinating oh, Wait a minute. You know why? What? Where are you going? He, he's going to Las Vegas. Fred is going to Vegas. I'm sorry. What I is am, happening? I've yeah, never know, been right? to Vegas. Um,
0: the onion. My wife is running a half marathon. Oh, that's downside. a great run
4: because it's so flat and yeah. everybody right. loves that one. Yeah. Oh, that's great. So Fred, that's
0: next weekend.
5: is it the rock and roll? I
2: don't know. Marathon, half marathon where yeah. they, they play music marathon. along yeah, yeah. the way? Yeah, I it's guess so. so fun and it's flat and everybody likes it. Now, Fred, you've never been? No. uh. Where are you staying?
0: um it's no the idea. bellagio okay oh,
2: oh, oh it's just the bellagio just the, uh, just i mean the bellagio. Is
0: that, with the fountain i, I don't
2: know it's, oh, it's nice. awesome i've
0: never been there the that's bellagio nice. is you'll lovely like it. you'll, it's you'll lovely.
4: see the fountain and it's in show. the center of the strip it
2: is that's one thing i like about yeah. the bellagio it's right there in the center of the strip so you I mean you got to walk a little if you want to go down to caesar's or some of the other places but, but still you'll, you'll there's be there's plenty to, around there the weather should be nice you'll be able to see a lot are you going are you going to gamble
0: um, I'll do what I always do. I take my twenty dollars, and when I lose, it's you're all done. done. Yeah. That's right. All
4: right. I need to go to Vegas plan. with Fred. I, I just feel that <laughs> I could be useful. Yeah. You, if you can go see a show, because there's really yeah, I'm not trying a to bad see, show. I'm trying
0: to get tickets tonight. I'm going to try and go online and get tickets for the Beatles. Go see the Love. Beatles Love. is good. Yeah. Go, oh,
2: go, Absinthe
4: is hilarious. Oh. It's a. It's like a vaudeville. It's racy, but it's funny, and it's in a tent. Go see Absinthe. I wouldn't even one say Fred. If you
2: just if you can't get tickets to Love and go on tonight and try Myster is very good. Also, Mis- it's very yeah. Funny. If you've never
4: seen yeah. Cirque du Soleil, which are those
2: right, right?
4: You, any one of those you see are going to be good. Okay, if what was Love the one would you be said? My
2: Myster. Okay, yeah. Uh, or I've never seen uh, Absinthe. Absinthe. That's is, more it's adult. an adult show. Yeah, yeah.
4: it's hilarious. It's okay. a, just old fashioned. Raunchy the vaudeville. other thing, though,
2: is the thing, that, and this is why I go to Vegas so much too. Is the food is phenomenal. So it's right. hard to get into places on weekends, but you know you have lots of options for great um, for great food. I, uh, I love think Vegas. I think your
0: buddy Rick told me about a Chinese place that's
2: really good. Mr. Chow is one of our favorites. I guess that's it. Yeah, now, Mr. if you Chow. go off
4: the strip, the Golden Steer. That I think it's yeah I think it's the Golden Steer, where I mean it's where Frank Sinatra they got the red leather booths that's just Ooh. off the Strip, and they make the salads at the table and the, and the and the cherries Jubilee I mean it is old school and of course the whole restaurant is covered in pictures of um, all the stars that have been there. Now, that's an old-school Vegas kind of okay. place if you want to do you'll
2: that. you'll see, when you're there, you'll see this thing that was promoted last week during the Super Bowl, the Sphere, which is quite interesting. I've seen it Has it, is it done? It's almost done, but they just announced that U2 is going to have a residency there. But here's what's weird about the Sphere. It's this new, uh, domed-like stadium. I think it seats about 18,000, 19,000. But I've read a little bit about it and outside of the concerts because even people like you mentioned Rick in Vegas, they're not really sure what they were going to do with this. So, the story comes out this week, and it seemed to indicate that much of what they're going to do is going to be movie related. And mm-hmm. they're going to show a bunch of movies, but movies that are specifically shot in a format along the lines of IMAX that can give you that particular mm-hmm. experience where you're surrounded by everything. But the other thing is, they're going to put other people in that sphere to have residencies. But some people, have, uh, the way that the reporting went, a lot of acts have said, no, we don't want to do this because there's so much attention on the visuals and not on the music. But the sphere looks amazing. The question is, what's the business model that's going to be successful to keep it sustained?
4: I, I mean, because, well, what I think it's going to do is it's going to just, it's going to be a whole new different type of entertainment. Well, it's going to have and to be. So, and so it's going, to, it's going to force people to change, movies to change. It's fascinating. And I think it's so technologically advanced that you can have more than one show going on at the same time, because they can... They can direct the sound.
2: You'd have to have that because the way that I read, wow. the, they, yeah. they, they want to have like 300 movie screens. There's no way to do that if you have a residency. So they're going to have to maybe split and they the room a little well, and bit. And it's not
4: even – they won't even necessarily have to do it physically. They can actually take all the sound and all the effects – And direct it towards certain seats and certain places in the theater. Wow. I know I've been watching way too many.
2: By the way, the other other breaking story. It looks really cool, though. (laughs) Uh, The other breaking story out of Vegas that I have great appreciation for as a baseball fan, and maybe, Fred, you will too, uh, and I will definitely go see the Cardinals play that. Look, they're going to get a team. And the, the owner of the Rio announced today that there is interest in that particular property for a new A's. You know, ballpark. So oh, the A's good. are likely going to be right. moving to Vegas. They're going to get an NBA team. That was one of the rumors about the sphere, is that they would put the NBA team there, but it doesn't seem like that's going to happen. Let's do this this afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. These allegations are deeply concerning. Does the president have any comment?
3: We're not going to comment. It's not
5: clear messaging. No, 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 no.
1: And now, Sue's News. Sue's Brought to you by Sue.
5: Happy Friday. It's sunny. We are happy. And 51 years ago today, this is in 1972, a crowd at London's Rainbow Theatre heard Pink Floyd... Play Dark Side of the Moon for the very first time. Ooh. We are old. We. <laughs> this is the world's longest Look at Abby drug. just
4: laughing at us openly. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> laughing at you. With us? Yeah. With you, <laughs> yes. yes. Oh, sure. I appreciate
2: that. Money in particular just drives me right back to uh, Casey when I was 100%. A kid.
5: That's oh. why I picked this thing yeah. up. Peaches Crates.
2: Yeah. Yes. <laughs>
5: Now, the re- the album was released a year later. This is just the first time the crowd had heard it, but it stayed on the charts for 303 weeks. Oh, wow. wow. I'm not surprised.
4: Wow. It was a total cult situation.
0: 303
5: weeks. Is it? Divide it's, that by 52. It's, so it's six secured. years. Six years. That is a long time. Abby, no longer laughing. No. <laughs> Making it the longest charting rock LP in Billboard's entire history. It makes sense. Is it really? I thought yeah. rumors, I thought rumors had that. Ah. But Dark Side of the Moon. Okay. <laughs> and then on this day in history, it, can you believe it was nine years ago that in 2014 Jimmy Fallon took over as the new host of The Tonight Show? That seems both too short and too long to me. It is.
4: <laughs> It doesn't. It's, it's not the Tonight Show anymore. Like I don't no. even think of it as the Tonight Show anymore. I just think, oh, it's Fallon, right? You know what I mean. And so it doesn't even. Yeah, it doesn't even register with me.
2: I don't watch any of them anymore. Uh, I still, I, don't I still record them. I have them I'll in my on DVR, YouTube. but I can't stomach most of it. And every once in a while, I'll see a musical act that I like. That's mainly why I record them. But they they don't do much for me.
4: I love the lip sync contests. I love Fallon's uh, Fallon does and get the creative.
2: Games. He, he can still make you laugh with the games, yeah. right? Yeah, the games are good, but I don't watch it either. Fred, have you
5: watched Fallon? No, no,
0: not in a while.
5: Abby, do the kids watch this stuff? Not anyone I know. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Who does? Uh, uh, speaking of the kids, we've got a new survey on outdated things. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> me. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, Jane Duker. (laughs) Right. I mean, hey, I have
4: to be number one at something. Outdated is good. Thank you. Good answer.
5: In a new survey, here we go. 7% of adults have never sent a letter in the mail.
2: 7% 7% of adults have never sent a That's letter sad. in the mail. Well, that really, now that I think about it, because the, I'm thinking about my kids who are considered adults, yes. right? And they probably have never done that oh, before. Oh, no, my,
4: my daughter didn't know how to even address an envelope. I had to teach her oh, as an
2: 18-year-old <laughs> okay.
4: to address because there was something that actually what? needed mail. Well, if, yeah. if she's never done it, why would you know? Yeah. Maybe. I have sent many letters and mailed things all on my own. I don't even have to Google how to address things. Oh, that's
2: Yay! nice. That's I'm not nice. one of My the daughter did not know. 18 years old. So when Thank you, you, notes. You know right what I remember yep. from my, and I don't. I think I probably got away from this when I was a sophomore and junior because I was drinking so much by that time at Mizzou, but I remember in my freshman year in particular, you're away from home the first time, right? Mm-hmm. I wrote a lot of letters to people. You didn't have yeah. cell phones. It, was, it cost money to make long-distance oh, yeah. calls, you couldn't right? afford yes. the calls. So I had yeah. friends that I would send Letters to and you get it would be exciting to go to the mailbox. It really was. Yeah.
4: Now I'm like, well, I'm like, why do you even have a mailbox? I asked my daughter, and she's like, well, Amazon. I'm like, (laughs) okay, okay, Okay. yeah.
5: Eleven percent of adults have never owned a landline phone. Twenty-nine percent of us
2: still do. I don't. That seems high. Really? Twenty-nine percent.
5: think about the number
2: of baby boomers. Okay, wait. Here's my test case. Fred, do you have a landline? Not anymore. Okay, see, Ooh. not even Fred has one. I have yeah. a
4: landline, but it's turned off because they bundle. So yeah, if, if you, you, you don't get, get the darn phone, then your cable bill oh, goes up. Oh, the charter up. thing? So yeah. we have the phone, but then we unplug it. So that right. so sometimes the number will come up, but we don't That's hear the phone ring. That's actually
5: not a bad idea. Get the yeah. bundle. Yeah. Uh, 18% of adults have never used dial-up internet. I'm assuming you're one no. of those, Abby. Have you ever dialed she up me, me, me?
4: I don't remember it if I ever did. Well, AOL. let me let me
2: just uh, maybe throw a red flag on that one, Abby, because based on my experience in this building with the Internet, I think it's still dial-up. <laughs> I really do. I think it's dial-up.
5: I have to agree. 6% six, yeah. six of adults in the streaming world have never watched a DVD, but 41% of us still do. Now, I still have a DVD player, just mainly because of those things they sent out, those movie screeners that they do. And also, there's one race... That Michael does that, they put it on DVD, and I like to watch that. But there's no way. Do you have a DVD player, Fred?
2: Yeah, we do. I do. Okay, good.
5: I thought I was the only one, Mark. Boxes. I I still have two
2: DVD players, but I mean, Sue, the last time I used a DVD player was probably more than a year ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
4: We don't have like a DVD player, but we do have like gaming consoles yeah, that can
2: play. Yes, that's what right. my son does.
4: But I have boxes of DVDs, and I'm like, I can't. What I guess am I going to them.
2: I've gotten rid of most of my DVDs. I just made the call when I did these cleanses the last couple of years. I yeah. donated them Smart. to Goodwill. But I've I just decided all my CDs too. I, I thought to myself, when am I ever going to open one of these? And, I'm afraid. And,
4: I'm like, oh, there might be a movie I can't. And it's like, you know no, what? It's no. either so you
2: streaming. Get, or I don't see you it. You get rid of your DVD, all or your of, of your CDs and even my your DVDs? Music CDs. Yeah, all, because I have it all. Digitally, I don't, I don't right. see a reason. Yeah. I can get every song on the planet right here on my iPad right. on a music
0: service, so I don't see the need. You don't feel a well, special affinity to, that. Like, I do. I got to let go. Sound. I
4: in you're inspiring your me to let go. Okay. I've but got
2: boxes of them. I mean, I
4: used to collect because that's all I did was watch movies.
2: But here's what I didn't get rid of. My 3,000 albums. albums. Okay. Well, you well, yeah, but go. you're that.
4: playing on a turntable. Yeah,
5: and I'm keeping yeah. those. Yeah. 15%. I bet Jane would have to teach her daughter this as well. 15% of adults have never paid for something with a check. Oh, yeah. Just she didn't know how to write a check. Yep. And they used to teach us that in school. There was like a class. You have, Fred. I know yeah. you have Mark. Abby?
4: I've never owned a checkbook to write a check.
5: Interesting. Yeah, you don't
4: have to. You have a de- debit card Let me ask or you, you have you a this. credit card.
5: Do you carry around something that allows you to pay attention to how much you're withdrawing?
4: Well, you have your bank is on like your Like bank own. apps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can go and find out exactly what. Oh, that's true. Have she can just and, go on there and see. Yeah, it. that's what I did.
5: Uh, and 11 percent of adults have never used a phone book. Count yourself lucky. That's <laughs> what I say. 15 percent of us still do. I can't
2: imagine who the Well, I guess if you can't work the internet, I don't have space
4: in my house uh-huh. anymore for the phone but book. But
2: you, you do still. Uh, I'm guessing this would happen in the city too as well. You still have that annual basis, and they're a lot smaller than they used to be if someone throws one in your in your mailbox. I throw them right out, but there's a phone book that comes. There used to be, but
5: I think for the last couple of years there hasn't been. Yeah, it's it's
0: been within the last couple of years. All the, right. last, the last time I think I saw someone using a phone book They had their um, (laughs) computer on top of it. Yeah, it it was a monitor stand. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. monitor stand.
2: You know what's funny about phone books? One thing that I, this kind of crosses over into something I have kept. When I was going through all my cleanse and deciding Mm -hmm. what to keep, I have a couple of my my personal phone books where you had everyone's contact number, like the old style. Oh, yeah. Remember, we used to do that. That was how you kept track of people's numbers. So I kept that just for posterity, if you will. They
5: used to, Uh, at school,
2: give out the buzz book. With everybody's little phone number in there. I have
4: our buzz books. because oh, I love that. Yeah, that yeah. has a lot of numbers in there. And I got J- some of those as a kid, too. Uh, yeah. Oh,
5: good. Good to know. Uh, and since Jane is here, we mentioned this. Easter just around the corner, Jane, as you know. Another candy season. <laughs> it's officially Peeps season. And Peeps Pepsi is here to help you celebrate.
4: Okay, I have lines. And, I, I mean, I adore Peeps, but... Pepsi, peeps, Pepsi. Am I, are we gonna have to do the, a tasting? The other
5: peeps lover in this room is Abby, who gave me this story. Uh, Abby, I love what are you, your Abby. what are your thoughts?
0: I'm on
4: the fence about it. It sounds kind of gross, but I also kinda of wanna try it. Alright, we're doing a tasting. You okay. Know, the other Fred.
0: day I tried caramel corn peeps. Oh, I'm not, not I'm, very good. I'm yeah, repulsed I'm not sure by that. I know, yeah. I know. It was bought as a joke.
2: I like oh, birthday
4: cake. Peeps, those are great. I'm a stickler for the original classic peeps. All the fun flavors seem to fall flat for me. I like throwing
2: them on the grill and in my fire pit because the the marshmallows do all kinds of crazy things. So I will not eat them, but I'll burn them.
4: Do you eat them (laughs) rotten or do you eat them soft? What does rotten what yeah you're supposed mean? to you open mm-hmm. them up and you let them sit for a day or two till they're oh, hard before no. you eat them what yeah. no they have to be you have to yeah. let them air out you have to aerate them no then they're stale yeah, no, yeah. then they're good no. That, I, no you have to aerate. <laughs> there, i guarantee you there are people aerating. it's a you.
5: peeps throw down <laughs> it is. It and is right i down. i want no part of it you want, <laughs> oh, oh
4: that's hurtful uh, and i will say <laughs>
5: uh, They've only released about 3,000 of these Pepsi Peeps, Peeps Pepsi. It sold out super fast. It was such a hot commodity. Pepsi had to bring it back. And they're going to do more than a few thousand cans, I think, this time, Jane. So you guys have a chance. It's being rolled out nationwide for everybody to try. Here's how they describe it. It mixes the taste of Pepsi with the, quote, pillowy, soft and sweet marshmallow flavor of Peeps. I don't know. Okay. Okay, put it on there. See if you like it. (laughs) And finally, do you want me to keep going or do you You do one more? Okay. Forbes magazine. Well, this might be too long. I'm going (laughs) to save it. Okay. Orlando, Florida has officially been named the world's most expensive city for a family vacation. Now, I did not say the U.S., the entire world. And when they say family, they're thinking two adults, two kids. A seven-night stay could set you back $7,300 just to stay in Orlando. Now, this is a research by a group. Fred sent me this story called Compare the Market, which looked at everything from hotel to food to transportation costs, uh, other family activities, of course, it's the theme parks in Orlando that are doing that. Orlando, by the way, was the only U.S. city to even crack the pricier side of the top 10. The next two cities, there's one in Finland that I can't pronounce, and Gold Coast, Australia. That's how expensive it is to go to Orlando now.
4: I'm not, I mean, I'm assuming it's because you're going to Disney. Yeah. Uh-huh. And
5: any other. That expensive. Yeah, and
2: Universal and everything.
5: When was the last time you were there, Jane?
4: And- oh, it's it's not been that long ago. I mean, my family—we're way into that as adults. I mean, Harry Potter World is awesome. Ooh, I
2: haven't been to. I that. got a
4: wand. Yeah, it's oh, all. Okay. We cool. took
2: Alexa to Disney a few years ago when she was too young, and I I hate that place, and I didn't like it that day either. It was, it's too crowded. I love you. It's Universal. so expensive. I, I, I like It just Universal does nothing too. for me. That that it's a small world thing is torturous. You should put some of the prisoners from Guantanamo in there. You get information. I don't understand it. I don't understand why people spend their life savings on Disney for their kids, Jane.
5: I love Disney. I'm sorry. Fred, have you gone with the boys when they were oh, little? Yeah,
2: when they were little we went.
0: I love it. It's a lot uh, of my money. daughter, she's As was... much as Mark hates it, I love it.
4: Huh. Yeah, I, I do too. I, you,
2: would be hard pressed to find a place that I would not want to go again more than Disney. <laughs>
4: That's just sad.
5: That's, I know,
2: but it's true. It's
5: very well, you're dark, saving money. Very dark. And finally, in Sue's news, we have today's random fact. I read this and I thought, what? I didn't know this. The trend of players wearing longer basketball shorts mm-hmm. started in 1987. When Michael Jordan asked for his to be lengthened, lengthened so he could hold them when he bent over to breathe.
4: Yes, and he had skinny and legs.
5: That's how he started the entire
2: thing.
4: And he had skinny legs, and yep. then but they're that's getting short. But they're getting Isn't shorter it? again. It is Have you because noticed? Yeah. the
2: other thing about that, just you saying that is, and Jane, I think you're right. Is I could in, immediately yes, flash back to, to a him scene, doing right, that. when him doing Pulling that, so, catching us. his yep. breath, yes. right? I like that, but you know. Abby's generation did miss out on the special nature of those short shorts in the 1970s and early 80s. (laughs) crying shame. (laughs) Paul Hall is coming up. We'll talk a little entertainment on this Friday afternoon. Kusamano at 445. Call from
0: mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.
6: Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
2: Oh, yeah. Tomorrow night, Kansas City, the East Street Band. However, Jane, here's what's been happening this week. They've had COVID take down band members. Oh, Uh, no. So what happens? Well, Steve Van Zandt was not there originally, and then he came back with Susie Tyrell, who plays fiddle, on Tuesday, and then Nils Lofgren, the other guitarist, was out. Nils has played with the band since 1984 and born in the USA record. He had never missed a show. Last night, Jake Clemens, Clarence Clemens' nephew, yeah. who plays sax, was out. So for those people that are heading to Kansas City mm. like I am tomorrow, I would make sure you check online or at least the uh, the Twitter just in case. Because if you think about the way that the COVID is spreading, it may take down someone who's irreplaceable. I hope that that well, doesn't happen. Well, that's
4: right. I mean, But it could. Oh, man, that would suck. Well,
2: we'll see what happens. You know, and I'm yeah. going to Barcelona as well. Paul Hall is here from Common Guy Films this afternoon to talk about movies. He had some weather that interfered with Ant-Man and the Wasp. However, I'm hearing that maybe it was better you didn't see it based on the <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes score. Yeah, that's what I'm
3: hearing as well. But, you know, I'm a Marvel fan, so Ant-Man and the Wasp is... Poised to do some really big business this weekend. Quantum Mania is the new one with uh, Scott Lang and Hope Van Dyne back. The one thing I always liked about the Ant-Man series is they brought back people I'd love to see on screen, and Michelle Pfeiffer and Michael Douglas. And just to see them, I'll still buy a ticket and get out to see it, but uh, you're right, it's not getting
2: good. Word of mouth mm. to this point. No, my, my mm. friend Mo Lewis in, um, in Columbia, who is the morning guy at BXR, said that he had uh, a couple of people at the station went out last night. Both hated it. <laughs> so mm. And it's 48% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's too bad because I do like that, that series for Rudd. sure. What else you got this weekend, Paul Hall? Hey, there's a new one from theaters last week. It premieres on uh, Apple TV Plus
3: today. Uh, it's a new one called Sharper. Let's play, hmm. Let's play a clip.
1: I'm gonna pay you for your time.
7: Stop. He's not a cop. This is what my son does. He plays these games.
1: All that work for one thousand dollars. If you're gonna steal, steal a lot.
2: Who's that voice? I know that voice. Let's
4: go. Let's go. Oh, let go. go. Yes. Yeah.
3: John Lithgow is here. Uh, it's, it's a really cool cast. Julianne Moore mm-hmm. uh, and others. Uh, this is the and Sebastian Stan is one of the main roles as well, I should mention. This is a movie that takes you back to good old fashioned con game films where you kind of look behind the scenes and find out what's going on. It's told through a series of stories. The first one starts you down a path. And then you see it from another point of view and another point of view from the people that are a part of the story. And it brings it all together and into an interesting conclusion because it's the con game. The question you have as you're watching the film, who's playing who? Yeah. And this one had me enthralled throughout the film to get to the ending and find out just how each people, each of these individuals were playing each other uh, and uh, who was behind it all, because there are some people that are behind the whole mm, entirety of who the plot. Is Who is zooming who? Yeah, it's really interesting the way they come together. And Sebastian Stan's really, really good here. How dare I almost forgot him there. He's re- really the catalyst for a lot of this, along with Justice Smith, who plays Tom. Uh, the two of them are, are the two people that kind of, if they don't work in their roles you won't buy any of this and they do and that's what's really cool here i, uh, I really like sharper if you like a good mystery a good you know kind of like that book type of thriller that's going to take you places this mm-hmm. one does
2: Ooh, all right I wanna, i'm really excited about full swing i've heard quite a bit about it i think it's out today uh they were promoting it during the genesis every year all these guys fight for their career if you're going to be a professional
0: golfer you have to accept the fact that it's just going to be a wild ride you don't know what's going to happen
3: I might win 50 more times in my career. I might win zero. Like, that's just the reality.
2: This is uh, I'm a big fan of golf and professional golf, and this is uh, following some of the big names in the PGA, Rory, uh, Brooks Kapka, Justin Thomas, some of the guys that went even to the LIV Tour. Paul, did you see this? Yeah, this is really cool, the way it goes about it. And quite frankly, even if you're not a golf
3: fan, it becomes a, a, a tale that takes you behind the scenes. Like uh, I don't think anything ever has when it comes to the PGA, how this is more than just uh, you know, you, you had the story, I think earlier you talked about, you know, tiger and his little uh, practical joke on tour. Well, these guys, Thomas is, especially in the first episode uh, is dealing with Jordan Spieth and those two are best friends and they play jokes and, and have fun together the whole time. And, and quite frankly, you see the real life behind these folks no not every professional golfer flies on private jets there's a difference at certain points in your career but it uh, shows you just how hard it is to do what they do it's not like you know you're you're the starting quarterback or the or the star pitcher of a of a baseball team these guys have to earn their money every week that they go out on tour and it's it's really kind of cool to get behind the scenes and they did it as live was coming to, to pass, so you get that whole extra nature of it, too.
2: So is this multiple episodes? It's not just one, yeah. right? Eight, not, eight
5: episodes, I think? Yeah, yeah.
3: Okay. yeah, it's eight episodes long. I think they each, each have
5: their—they
3: kind of almost are self-contained, so if you do want to watch each one, you can kind of watch
2: separate ones. But uh, I would take it in order. That's the way I love well, to do it. Yeah, you mentioned a great story. you mentioned in a great story shouldn't matter if you like the topic or not and I think we were talking about Welcome to Wrexham earlier and I have not seen that yeah. Paul but I've great heard that show. that's and I'm not that's not necessarily the world that I would, you know, dive into professional soccer but I've heard that's excellent as well. So full swing on yeah. Netflix today. Anything else you want to talk about? Uh, you know, just uh, congratulations
3: to the Chiefs. I'm going to watch the Battlehawks this weekend as couple. XFL kicks off. Yes, I do watch that stuff. And, yes, I do watch the XFL because I play fantasy sports. I, I should know. That about a bad
2: thing. Who do we play this weekend? The Battlehawks. I suppose I should know this. They're guy. on the road. I do yeah, know that. They're, they're, they're on yeah. the road for they, the they first couple of games. Afternoon. Do they go right.
4: to Iowa or am I just making that up? I can't I remember. think they're – I'm going to ask. So
2: Frank's coming up here, and I'm going to ask yeah, him. Yeah, he's going to have to tell I'm, us. I'm someone who, and, and Paul is too, because we he, he's a Chargers fan, and we've been going back and forth about the Chiefs for literally two decades. But I, you know, this is one of those situations where uh, I don't understand. I don't understand because there's the USFL. There's the XFL. It seems like all this is coming at once to us, and I don't know if people know the differences.
4: Yeah, well. Yeah, the I mean, XFL is—
3: in the cities, whereas yeah. the USFL was the league that you all go to one city and they kind of play under different banners. And so it's they're a little different in the way mm-hmm. they they go about things. And, Mark, I have to mention, you, you mentioned that I'm a Chargers fan and I, I blew Fred's mind before we went on the air. I said, look, I still have a landline and I have a Chargers helmet phone.
4: Wow. that well, That is a collector's item. Working. I mean, that's on a different Working. plane. Can somebody tell me what a bra Brahmas is? Yeah, that's San Antonio at, uh, Brahmas. Yeah, They're, I don't know what is that.
2: I'm is be, an XFL like
5: team? Yeah, yeah. it's B R A
4: H M A S. I'm in,
5: and it looks like a kind of a a lightning, like they've taken lightning graphics and made it in the shape of a longhorn for Texas. Maybe that's what a Brahma is. Maybe it's a cow or a bull.
3: You know, the Brahma Bull is the rock, and the rock wow. is the owner behind the XFL, so
2: oh, mm, you just go. that out there uh, I, mean, I think that might be it. it. Hey, one thing I did want to mention, just because I started watching it, and I, I like the show as just a really light, entertaining show, and that's Poker Face with Natasha Leon. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've talked about it a couple of times. Paul, yes. have you, I can't remember. Have you watched it? Uh, yes, I have, and I it, Ryan
3: Johnson behind it. I I just Natasha Leon. I I, I really like it.
2: So I I, I liked him. it um, okay, but then I have I think greater appreciation for it because mm-hmm. I was going back and forth with a friend of mine from Chicago that I grew up with about the Rockford Files, and I mentioned to him that I watched the Rockford Files during the pandemic, and we talked about it, Janie. I love Rockford. But this this show really harkens back to the Rockford Files, Columbo, mm-hmm. and I just so happened because I'd never read any reviews, so I I googled a review yesterday, and the first thing that came up. Was the New York Times and I thought this was interesting. The headline of the review was Poker Face is the best new detective show of 1973. So I call I called my mom and dad yesterday. I said, I think you guys are gonna like this show because it's it, it does now, have someone, that feel someone does die every episode, and you, you need to know that, but it's not depressing like a lot of these, it's no. not heavy, and I think we need lighter shows. So I like it quite a bit. And there's a, a good cast, like even in the third or fourth episode, Jane, did you see John Ratzenberger show yes, up? He yeah. didn't look anything like Cliff. No.
4: But no, I mean, and I think she's good. And I think she holds it together in a really interesting way. And I, I don't know. I, I strongly I've recommend it. I've grown to it. like
2: it. And by the way, they did renew it for the second season. Oh, Paul. Paul. With, what's with her hair? Well, that's a good question. Thanks. It's just, the 70s. That's, oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> it's not the 70s, though. It's <laughs> just Natasha Leone. Paul, tell folks where they can find your reviews. It's CommonGuy.com. All right. We'll talk to you next week.
6: After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter.
2: I mentioned this earlier as we bring Frank Cusimano into the fold on this Friday afternoon, Danny Discalso for Cardinal tweeted out, Tim McCarver mispronounced my last name a couple of times. And I told him my grandmother wasn't happy with him. He asked for her number, called her to apologize and had a nice conversation with her. She got a kick out of it. And he always asked me about her after that. R.I.P. Tim. And I, I did not know Mr. McCarver, Frank, but a legend in the game and in the broadcast booth, right?
7: Yeah, it's it's absolutely crazy when you think about his career It's four decades as a player, and then he did 23 straight World Series over four different networks. Who works for ABC, CBS, NBC, and Fox? And he was a guy, even at the end, who was always curious, who always came to work excited, and always, you could tell, loved his job. A lot of broadcasters, when they're doing it for a long time, they're mailing it in. Never Tim McCarver. Such a passion for the game.
2: Yeah, and I thought, and this is bittersweet because of two things this week. Um, I thought he and Danny Mac did a great job together when they were working for that stretch a few years ago. Just um, obviously with his, you know, statement this week about the depression and everything, those two things kind of converged and came together. Frank, are you down at spring training or are you going? Yeah. not there yet, but I'll be down there in a little bit. So, what are you hearing? You know, this is one of those things where you got the first week. Is there anything that emerges in that first week of uh, you know substance, or we just kind of throw the balls, getting warmed up and getting ready for these games, which, by the way, start in a week, I think.
7: Yeah, I think one takeaway early in the week was the batting practice. I know this doesn't seem like it means much, but the batting practice of Jordan Walker, where. I, I had people, at least three people, text me while it was happening. They've never seen such a line drive exhibition in their life. I mean, everything, boom, 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 boom. We're talking about 6'5", 240, and then he finished off his BP with a towering blast to dead center field. I mean, he is really going to get a chance to win this spot at age 20. He, is, he has a chance to be awesome.
2: Well, let's talk about a few other things here. Scott Rowland announced today that he is, and we were hoping this, I think there was a little bit of doubt just because of the Phillies, but Rowland's going to wear the, the Cardinals uniform in the Hall of Fame, right?
7: Yeah, With God bless Scott Rowland for doing that. Yeah, mm-hmm. God bless him too. I mean, look, he was he had a bad ending in Philadelphia. He wasn't a player. You know, He he was – uh, in St. Louis, in Cincinnati, and in Toronto. I mean, there's like four or five people in history that went neutral, including Tony La Russa, who really disappointed us all. I mean, La Russa's in the Hall of Fame because he won two world championships as the Cardinal manager, not his one with the A's. So I am really, I was really thrilled to hear that Scott Rowland decided to do that.
2: Let's talk a little college hoops. I had a chance for the first time to uh, meet Coach Gates the other night. This was after the debacle at Auburn. He said he had amnesia about that. They got Texas A and M at home. Texas A and M has been surging right now.
7: Yeah, they are eleven and two in the conference. SEC. Yeah, yeah, absolutely great. They're they're second in the conference. Um, You know, tomorrow's atmosphere, and you've seen some good ones, you've been a part of some good ones already this year, but tomorrow's atmosphere is that rally for Ryan. Ryan is the young girl who uh, battled uh, cancer and was supposed to pass away instead. I saw her the other day, and she's just a healthy, like, 12-year-old girl. So the place is going to be packed. Mizzou coming off a loss. You know, I really expect them to have a great game tomorrow. And, um, you know, they don't, they don't have to win it to get the NCAA tournament. But every time they win, as we talked about the other day, you avoid that 8-9
2: seed. Well, what do you think happened? I mean, they, they stayed after, you know, the Tennessee victory. Then they stayed on the road. They never came back home. It was about as flat. They went down 19-2 to two in like the first five minutes of that game.
7: Yeah, Mark, the one thing that they can't do, they can't have a disastrous night from three point, from three point country. Mm-hmm. And they were 22%. You know, there's a, they're a team that, you know, they're so unique that they've won all these games. And how many times do you see them throw the ball into the block and have a 6'10 guy shoot a jump hook or a little turnaround? They can't do that. They don't mm-hmm. have the personnel to do that. So when you are that bad from three, and it doesn't happen that often, but it's happened a few times, you just can't win if you're, if you're in the zoo.
2: Hey, I just happened to click on the um, the sports page of STL today, and Dan Caesar just wrote a piece that says that the oh, Battle Hawks are actually the betting favorite in Las Vegas right now at plus 450 yeah. to win the league. Caca. Wow. There you go, Jane. Wow. I got the
4: caw down.
2: You do, actually.
7: Well, I'm not sure how anybody in Las Vegas actually knows the personnel of the XFL. And we know two things. One is – the team in St. Louis will be supported better than any team in the league. Darn That's right no brainer. The other thing is the other thing is we have a pretty good quarterback, A. J. McCarron, who yeah, won the at Alabama, played in the league for like five or six years. I love the coaching staff mm-hmm. uh that um, that Coach Anthony Beck has put together with Ricky Pearl and Leroy Glover. So yeah, I, I mean they look like a good team but who knows anything else about that league besides, you know, those two or three stats? Well,
2: and I asked this question earlier, and even as a football fan and as a sports fan, I'm a little confused because you see the ads out there. You know the XFL is coming because we have the Battle Hawks, but then I see all the ads for the USFL, and I think CBS is airing some of those games. So there is competition, right?
7: Yeah, there is. And I don't know a whole lot about the USFL. Or, what did you say? the USFL? I think it's the
2: USFL, right? I think. I don't know because yeah. I, I'm confused by it all. I really am.
7: Yeah. Well, the XFL is the one with the television contract, so that's the one that the country will see for sure.
2: Uh, anything else you want to talk about Sports Plus this weekend?
7: Okay. Well, two quick things. I want to mention the Blues. Um, you know, reports of their demise greatly exaggerated. You know, if you win two in a row, that's no big deal. But if you win three in a row and you beat New Jersey like they did last night, who's the third-best team in the National Hockey League, you know, maybe there's something brewing here. You know, here's a great stat, too, by the way. They are twelve and four without Vladimir Tarasenko wearing a blue note uniform this season. I don't know what you can make of that because he's a good player, but they're a different team right now, and they're still a long way out of the playoff spot. But it's a big game tomorrow, maybe the biggest of the season. They got Colorado um, at Enterprise, and they're eight points ahead. Sports Plus, real quick. Yeah. Oh, Sports Plus, real quick. We're going to visit with uh, Jack Flaherty, and we're going to have a tribute to one of the great coaches of all time in St. Louis, Don Coryell.
2: Awesome. There was hmm. something else I was going to ask you. and then I've, Oh, the, the NHL trade deadline. When is that? March 3rd. Okay, so that's coming okay. up. That's coming up here in a couple of weeks. All right, Frank, have a great weekend. Anything that you're noticing at the Genesis outside of Tiger Woods playing jokes on Justin Thomas, which we covered earlier in the show?
7: Well, yeah. He shot 74 today, and he's not going to make the cut. So it was mm-hmm. a great finish yesterday. Really cool to watch, but I, well, I, I would have loved to hear what you say, what you said about the Tiger thing with and he's getting killed, and isn't it just a couple of guys having fun? Yeah. Well, yeah. Look, what happened I was, mean... is he
2: he outdrove Justin Thomas. After that, they were joking around. He slipped Justin Thomas a tampon. It was caught on camera, and now he's being attempted to be canceled. But he apologized for it today. It was just a joke. I think we can move on. I think Tiger survives the cancellation, don't you?
4: He been there, done that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I
2: don't think this is any worse than the ambient induced, um, you know, crash where his wife crushed his, his, out the windshield and well, everything, I thought
4: she right? I thought she hit him with the golf club. I mean, well, that's what I mean. That. No, yeah.
2: he, he's the one who took the car down the, the driveway and then she whacked the yeah, car with the right. golf club or something like that. Kusumano, have a great weekend. We'll talk on Monday. All right, take care. All right, we'll see you. We're going to have to drag him into the Tiger Woods controversy I know, there. he's
4: probably laughing, but yeah, it right, is I think is a so, joke. too.
2: Jane, you have big weekend plans?
4: No, not really. I hope to watch some television. And get good. some of the good movies and TV shows.
2: Today's such a, a, a bummer of a day because it's deceiving, Sue. When you say it's nice and sunny and bright? Right, was but a it's cold. It's cold out there. Yeah, right? it is. But it's
4: going to get warm by, like, Sunday, I a think. A little warmer so.
2: tomorrow. We're now, after this Sunday, three weeks away from Daylight Saving Time. So Woo! that's Hooray. a good thing, too. Duker, have a great weekend.
0: You guys, too. Bye. Get more
1: at 971talk.com.